Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand podcast. This week Jake and I talk about Trump's wall, we do his stories of the stupid, baseball's breaking ball of the week, and you learn another reason why I should have paid better attention in school. So go ahead and enjoy the show. If you could though, before you start, please subscribe, share us on Facebook, share it with a friend, talk about us on Twitter, and find us there at TOD Podcast, and continue your support. Thank you all very much, and enjoy the show. I must decide the best way of all right, so let's go ahead and get it started. What's going on? Uh, today is going to be one of the episodes with just me and Jake. Jake, what's going on? Not much, man. How you doing today? I'm doing outstanding. Had a great day at work, just uh, kind of douching around, just uh, hanging out, and then was getting ready for the podcast and uh, was watching the news and whatnot, so nice. that's about it. Nice. Uh, it's It's been a pretty chill week this way, too. Um, man, but you know one thing I noticed? that Okay, so I was sitting around, and I got this neighbor. Do you? I know you talk about that neighbor you have that you, you gave him a little bit of hard time about his lawn, right? Yeah, Mr. Wong. I found out his name, and, it, dude, it sounds really stereotypical, like I'm making fun of him, but no lies, Mr. Wong. Mr. <laughs> Wong. All right. So now you see, now you guys are on a first-name basis. But I was wondering, so do you watch him in particular? Is there a certain neighbor you watch, or, or do you watch over your whole neighborhood? So am I like that old lady that sits in the window with binoculars? Yeah, dude, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I kind, I kind of am. Well, is that necessarily being the old lady in the window with binoculars, or are you just being vigilant in your neighborhood? Because I don't, I don't feel know, man. I think okay. I talked about it before. I used to live in a crazy apartment complex where we all looked at each other, and I watched people do like naked yoga or you know all that kind of stuff in their rooms. So now I watch people. Okay, so I keep an eye on on, the, on my neighborhood as as mm-hmm. the week goes on, and I just I just watch for weird things. I watch out for my neighbors, but I have this one neighbor, right? And the guy, there's two guys that live in a house, and I'm not sure what's going on there because they don't talk to anybody, and they do really weird things. So okay, weird, uh, weird like what? Weird like what? Like so, they've got a yard that they don't upkeep, right? I mean, it gets to be like a goddamn jungle in the summertime. And it's fun when they call the pizza guy because you get to watch this asshole go on safari to deliver his fucking pizza. (laughs) But but when I'm but like no lights on for a month, you don't see him for a while. One of the guys we haven't seen in over eight months, he just disappeared. And then the other guy that lives there is driving his truck. So the, this, the weirdest thing happened the other Maybe day. they have him chained to the basement as like their, uh, their gimp. There's so many theories we have. I mean, oh, is a gimp a theory? I, the gimp is a possible theory. It's definitely a possible theory. The oh. other possible theory is the one killed the other one, and he's in a freezer. Um, another possible theory was they're drug runners because for a while – we had people that would show up for 10 minutes and leave, but it was a constant thing. And then all of a sudden it stopped. Just weird stuff. So the other day... Maybe he got caught by Trump's wall and he's working with the cartel and he got stopped. Well, I would say yes, but these are normal, average, middle Midwestern white guys. So uh, okay. I, yeah, I don't think that's the case. So the other day, he he's driving the truck, right? And he's, he's got a truck and he, he comes home and he's got a flat tire. So what would you do if you had a flat tire? You'd probably change put a, you'd change it, put a spare on, go get, get the tire fixed, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he has another vehicle that hasn't run in months. He jump starts that one, and he starts driving. And I figure, all right, 
So the guy, he's got to go get a tire or he's got to go get another one to get, get it fixed, right? No. Instead, he takes this cardboard box out of his garage and he leans it up against the flat tire as if nobody can now notice that this giant truck is leaning. Like this box has magically fixed this tire. Like what it's going to fix fuck? itself. So I'm thinking, all right, so you must be hiding it from the guy who's got chained to the couch that we haven't seen in eight months. Okay. So, all right, one day goes by. All right, he's still going to get it fixed. Two days goes by. Now, every time he takes this other vehicle, we've noticed, he's got to jumpstart it to leave because the battery's dead. Oh, Jesus. So that means he has so, to jumpstart it everywhere he goes. He parks, every, at, he parks at the Kroger or the grocery store. He has to jumpstart the damn thing. Yeah, he's he got a little, it, you know. yeah, he's got a jumper pack that he takes out. Oh, God. So, all right, so now he's got a car that's got a, butt, a flat tire, and he has one with no battery. And some people are going to say, all right, maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe he lives paycheck to paycheck. He can't afford it. All right, I'm going to break that argument. The influx of Amazon packages that are delivered on a daily basis tells me he has some money or at least credit cards. So that's not the issue. Yeah. So now we're on day four of this flat tire and jump-starting the van. And it rained, so this box has collapsed on the ground. Oh, God. What do you think the solution is? Put a new box up. No, no. You leave the same box, but you put a rake on the box to hold it up. Oh, it's an amazing thing. It's more work. Why do people do this to themselves? It's, they're creating more work out of well, it than they realize. When these guys first moved in, there was an older couple that would come over from time to time and do their yard work for them. Now, when I say older couple, these two individuals that live in the home are probably in their mid to late 40s, all right? The older couple that comes and does the yard work is easily in their 70s to 80s. So I don't know if it's the parents, but these are the people that are doing the yard work, cleaning the gutters, shoveling the snow out of the driveway in the wintertime, and you never see the two people that live in the house. That's their fault. If that's their parents, that's oh. the parents' fault. What the hell's wrong with these people? They, they let their kids do that to them. They're enabling it. It's just like a drug addict. Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. But it's just an amazing thing that I get to watch this insanity on a daily basis. I actually had a neighbor that lived to the left of me. Mm -hmm. um, they they moved in for a little while, and then about a year and a half in, they put their house up for sale. I said, what's going on? You guys don't like the neighborhood? And they go, no, we can't. This, whatever's going on across the street is too weird for us. We, we've got to get the hell out of here. Wow. Yeah, they That's actually, impressive. They actually left for that reason. So to me, that was pretty surprising. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just that seems curious. to be a little dramatic because I've been to your neighborhood. You've got a nice neighborhood. I mean, that's a, one weird neighbor, dude. When you don't have an HOA, and even when you have HOAs, you have those bizarre ass people. You think about it, dude. On a busy, crowded day when you're in the mall, how many weirdos do you see if you walked around the mall for eight hours? Well, those fucking people have to live somewhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, one, two of them are living across the street. Yeah, from dude. Me, right? You know, here's the good thing: they're both in the same goddamn house. At least they're not in separate houses next to each other. Because then you're really outnumbered. Yeah, then you got two shitty houses Look, in front of you. one crazy neighbor <laughs> offsets like 10 shitty neighbors. Let's just be real about that. If you have that one shitty neighbor, everyone's like, hey, have you seen Rhonda down the street? Yeah, her and fucking Bill are all fucked up, and everybody in the neighborhood talks about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's that situation. So, hey, good news is they're both in the same house together, and hey, here's the really good news. Maybe they found love with each other, and those motherfuckers can't make a baby. Yeah, some neighbors are quiet, some you know well, 
But then there's always that one that does some weird shit. Man, everything in my life runs to this situation. I want to be the person that when you look over, like, Josh over there? Yeah, he's a pretty good dude. I don't really know all that much about him, but he's a nice guy. I like him. And I fly under the radar for everything. I'm never top. I'm never bottom. I'm top middle. Top middle's fine. You know, at work, everyone's like, yeah, he's a good guy. He does a great job, all that kind of stuff. And he's still kind of, yeah, I floated under the radar. But if you really needed something, someone's there to help you out. They're like, hey, they're a good person. I'll get you taken care of. And you're able to still have a real life and not have to worry about shit. Yeah, you put yourself in a situation where you're not necessarily the one that has to answer for everything but you can help the team when they're when they need be you know yes. you're you're that one that everyone can count on but don't shit on him too much cuz he'll slap you around yeah and he'll, he'll he's a good person to have in your corner and he's a really bad person to have in your other corner that's right. where i like to be and yeah. i try to stay on everyone's good side and try to keep everybody like i don't like all that bullshit you do the gossip at work i i swear it, I learned it early in my life that if you cut out all that bullshit gossip when you're younger and it, through high school and you don't involve yourself with it, oddly, everyone seems to like you because when they're around you and they're asking you about someone else, you never have anything really bad to say. They know that when they're not around, you're not just talking shit about them too. Well, you know what it boils down to? Honesty. Just uh, honesty. There you go. Just being real. Don't be Dude, I, I asked this. We were, I was having this conversation with one of my friends earlier. Um, it comes down to like we were talking about relationships in general and and someone you know I, I saw a couple at work and they just seemed to fucking hate each other they came in and it was just it was you can just tell you you can feel the hate for each other it's palpable and I, I looked at uh, my buddy you know and I was like hey man you know do you ever see these kinds of people in your everyday life at your job or anything like that and he said yeah I do and then you start to think about it like how come people stay in these miserable relationships or they just don't talk to each other i think they're really scared to have that communication well it can it's not necessarily always both of them that are scared there could be one of them that holds it back but i, I also think there's a lot of it that's financial especially nowadays with you know, just the inability for people to make a decent living in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's financial. You know, they get into a situation when they're young and, you know, they it works at the time. And then as it goes on, it doesn't work. But the need for the, you know, the other financial support is still there. That's true. And you know what? I, I mean, I got myself into debt when I was younger, like 19 or something like that. And I didn't realize I was lucky. It was only $2,000. But it takes a long time to crawl out of that. And when you have a, especially like when you look at the marriages, you're like, God, these people are just miserable. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if they're miserable people individually, miserable people together, or maybe they make each other miserable, but whatever combination, it's not working. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's one of those situations where if they just talked about it, it usually would solve itself if they were to be honest about it. But the other part of it is in a relationship, if you're married with somebody or living with somebody committed, it's really tough to do without combining your finances. Like, I don't know how they, they do it. Yeah, there's people that have separate accounts and somehow they figure it out. I I just don't see how that's ever a win-win-win. Yeah, I don't. because it has to be our money first, and then after our money, you can have your own kind of stuff, but we still need to save as, uh, as a partnership. We still have to work together, make sure bills are paid together, and it's a lot easier when it's in one account because you don't see it as, well, I worked for that and you worked for that. You need to pay for this It's because it's always like a... Yeah, I feel that creates an argument more than exactly. anything. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, there's two different ways uh, because that creates an argument, but also if you, because I think it's awful when you text your significant other or even your friends every day. Like if it's an everyday, all day long thing, what ends up happening when you hang out with that person, you no longer have anything to talk about and all you do is fight because that's an easy way to communicate that everyone understands. Or everyone just stares at their phone. Or everyone stares at their phone. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other, that's, that's becoming more and more increasingly, um, prevalent i guess you could say because everywhere you go i mean i'll admit i was at a movie last night it was me my wife one of our friends that's in town we all went to go see this movie and as we were watching the previews those two were talking for a little bit and i was kind of on my phone because i wasn't really interested in the conversation because they were talking about something doesn't interest me but I, i was on my phone all of a sudden i look over and all three of us are but the people next to them were on their phone and then i looked to my left and i'm not kidding every single person in this 12 person row was on their phone i was like wow that says a lot it's such a weird thing, and you know it's 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 normal for I guess younger people nowadays to see that that's a norm. But man, growing up, it didn't exist. It was it's it such a weird thing when you sit back and you look at it and go, "Holy shit!" This how it's just changed everything. It's so and weird. how quickly that's so the, fast. That's dude. I had the. Um, Everyone talks about like, oh, the engine was the change of the industrial revolution, but really, man, it was electricity. <clears throat> electricity allowed a lot of different stuff to happen. And I mean, it's just crazy when you start to like, here's, okay, all right, this is going to be really kind of off topic and it's going to take this conversation <laughs> in a way different direction. Let's go down the rabbit hole. The quickness that technology, or I'm sorry, the rapid acceleration of technology, they talk about what is it, uh, Moore's Law or whatever, that it compounds itself so quickly. Mm-hmm. What do you think the odds are that some crazy alien stuff was found and they reverse engineered it? Highly unlikely. Man, I'll tell you. I, I, I think I told the story here on the show. I was, I was working... I was working at a, um, a gun range in, in Vegas, and I was way up on the mountain. And everyone, I, I tell this story, and I, there's no better way to describe it, and I know it sounds almost farcical or totally fake, but I was up there, and, and every night I worked this grave shift. It was 7 at night till 7 in the morning, okay? And it was on the nights, and we had Nellis Air Force Base out there, and mm-hmm. Nellis Air Force Base near Area 51, all that kind of great stuff. And every night that I was up there, they would have an F-16 and a big drone and then an F-16 behind it. And they'd fly in this formation around this mountain, go out to the testing ground, and then fly back. And it happened all the time. So I started saying, oh, it's kind of cool. I like to look at this. You know, there's nothing else going on out here. So I brought binoculars with me. Yeah, dude, it was really cool. So I brought binoculars with me. And this gun range was brand new, and it was really remote. And the land had just been given to the county or the uh, state from the federal government, and it was no longer Nellis Air Force Base airspace. It was now public land. So these these pilots weren't used to people being up there, I don't think. And so I'd watched all the time. And all of a sudden, one night, they flew in a little bit of a different pattern. They were a little bit closer to me for some reason, but they were lowered the ground. So maybe they had to kind of adjust for the, the mountain that was there. And... I, I was like, I know they're coming. This is great. So I kind of saw them. And, uh, you know, usually on the way back, I got a better view because they would fly in front of me on the way back. And so they were a little bit lower and I was kind of like almost eye level with the pilot. So oh, they wow. flew out that night and I also let them fly out because I couldn't see them really against the silhouette of the mountain. I was looking at the lights when they were coming back against the city lights. So anyway, they're against the mountain and it was an F-16 and it was like a glowing ball of light that was silent and an F-16. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, I've never seen anything like that. And so I was like, oh, 
<clears throat> I am like wide awake now. I'm having my binoculars. I'm going to leave them around my neck. I have got to see whatever that is better and up close. So they were closer to me that night. And so I don't, I don't know if maybe they saw me, maybe picked up a heat signature, whatever it was, and they hadn't any of the other nights that they ever flew past me. But I was like, all right, I know it like clockwork when they're coming back. So I was sitting out there. It was usually like an hour and 13 minutes they would come back and you'd have them fly in front of you again. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to wait for it. Like clockwork, right around that time, I hear the F-16. I was like, oh, there's one. Where's the ball? And then there was another F-16. I was like, oh, whatever flew out with them didn't, didn't come fly back. back with them. Did they know I was there? And then it just it decided to fly over the mountain up on the other side because it was silent. Whatever it was, I couldn't hear anyway. So if it didn't have its light on, I wouldn't have noticed it. And so I started thinking. I was like, I don't know what that technology is. But you know, it, well, it's interesting because in, in growing growing up in Las Vegas and, and living there for a lot of years, um, when I was younger, we had sightings like that all over. They were over McCarran and a lot of all over the city. And all around the mountain range, and it happened for a few years. And big silent objects, big triangles in the sky, and it turned out it was the stealth bomber and the stealth fighter that they had been testing for years out of Area Fifty One. Mm -hmm. And it was it was neat because it was everybody was seeing this stuff after a while. So you wonder what could be you know what they could be testing. It's interesting. Well, here was my thing. So it was fifteen years ago, I think it was. When, when when did the space shuttle get um whenever the space shuttle was decommissioned whenever the space shuttle got decommissioned i remember watching this thing on it was like 60 minutes or good morning one of those weird good morning programs on sunday morning um the one that uh, andy rooney used to be on or whatever it was that guy with the crazy eyebrows and they were saying oh here's a look at the new space shuttle since the old one's being decommissioned yada 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 and they started talking about how much it was and what its capabilities were and all that kind of shit and i was like oh all those things are the exact same price tags and speculations of the Aurora project, which was like the $10,000 toilet seat. And they were talking about like this crazy spy plane, like what is it? And so no one had released. And I was like, oh, it's the space shuttle. Oh, well, you forget NASA's part of the United States Air Force. Oh, yeah, it probably was. And really, it was a space shuttle, but they were putting some other technologies in there. Dude, it, no, every country is doing it with their space program. I'm sure it was where, like, hey, we're using it for research, but it's really spy shit. Well, and I think there's a lot of military hardware out there that the public's never seen before. So to them, yeah, it looks foreign. You know, well, if you, you think might, about it, uh, Velcro is military hardware. Well, there's a lot of things that the the military the GPS is a big one. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge yeah, innovation that was produced by the military. There is a Radio Lab episode that was super interesting uh, where they were talking about the people who discovered GPS. And it was some woman, if I'm not mistaken, it was some woman who was like a socialite or elite's wife. And she was always kind of told to shut up because she, she couldn't be as smart as man kind of thing. Okay. And it turned out she discovered something along the lines of like how GPS worked during World War II and was telling all these people like, hey, here's how you can triangulate coordinates on Earth. And they're hmm. like, whatever, don't want to hear about it, don't want to hear about it. And it, wasn't until like, you're a woman. and it wasn't until like 12 years later that someone's like, what are you talking about? Oh, you know what you're talking about. Let's look at this. And so basically this lady created mm. GPS. 
I'd have, I'd have to do some reading on this. Story. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it, dude. I'll shoot it to you because it is a super unique thing, but quite interesting. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see here, dude. I know we had a few other topics that we wanted to get to, um, so we'll have kind of a hard change to the next one. I'll, I'll let yeah. you go ahead and start it. Well, you know what I was there, okay. So the news story I saw this week that really just got me was uh, Chase Bank had sent out a tweet, and they were giving suggestions they they posed it as a convert yeah they posed it as a conversation between a customer and the bank and essentially what it was doing was suggesting ways to save money to people like instead of going and buying coffee every morning make it at home instead of going out to lunch make it at home fridge yeah and people were offended by this they ended up taking this tweet down and i thought it's just ridiculous people are offended by common sense people are offended by everything i mean but it's common sense man what, yes. why what why why are they offended by it because they feel shamed because yeah, they're they call, in that situation where they're in crazy debt but yet those are the things that they do well, that any financial advisor would say hey this is not a good idea you need to budget better no any it, financial advisor would say that well they labeled it already they got out you know how i am with labels they pull yeah. out another label they had they a label labels. It. it's poor shaming what the fuck is that? Is something made up to make people feel special? Man, poor shaming. What? I don't even know what rich, what poor, what middle class is anymore. Because to I've been told that I'm the 1%, but God, I sure as hell doesn't feel like it. No. I can tell you that right now. So I guess if, if I put the word shaming behind anything, does it make it okay for me to do that act? Like I'm wife beating shaming, like you know, or uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, to make it just be aw- like, oh, you're shaming me because I beat my wife. Yeah, well, you probably should be shamed for that. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it, you know, and it just so that kind of shit, it 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 fires me up because you know I remember, and there's people that you know. And people that label, use these labels, man, a lot of times it's people that are working the system. And they just, you know, it's always this, it's always this woe is me. It's always I'm the victim. I remember when I worked at at Frito-Lay and I I worked overnights a lot, I worked at, I had a certain account. I always had this Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. Every first of the month, there was this family that would come in at three in the morning. And I think they did it because... I don't know if they were ashamed about it. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what it was, but they were all very large individuals, and they all rode the scooters. But they go oh, around. Geez, all, they, all of all them. four of them. It was a train, and they would go around a store. Oh, that's the they, saddest train in the world. Was the fattest person the caboose? Please tell me the fattest person was the caboose. Well, here's the thing. One of them would have been the biggest, but they were all pretty much the same size. Oh man! It, but, fatty, fatty, two by four couldn't fit through the bathroom door yeah but it was bad man because these they would they would treat everybody shitty like get they would they run over your stuff they yell at you to get out of the way and i remember the younger one the younger kid and and it was sad too it was sad because this kid couldn't have been more than 16 years old and he pulls up to me and he goes he, he, i think he re, i think he was asking me for funyuns but he kept going where to fum them at fum them where to fum them? I go what? Oof. And he just he just he didn't have he didn't even his tongue weighed so much and he had so little muscle mass he was unable to actually make the words come out properly. It was like an effort thing. Like he didn't want to give the full effort to talk. Like he slumped over in the Walmart cart 
and it's I a real looked, life job of the hut. Yeah, I looked at the, I looked at them, and I went, "Man, the vegetables are in the front of the store. That's what you're looking for, right?" And I walked away. I couldn't do it, but this shit irritates me because, man, there's people that work the system, and I, and I feel then you got people that are crying out this poor shaming. I don't know, God. man. You say when they work the system, it makes me think of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gained weight to work at home and had the little drinking bird. <laughs> I wash myself with a rag on a stick. But man, it frustrates the shit out of me. Like nobody, nobody takes accountability for themselves anymore. Yeah, like, man. It, these people are bitching about poor shaming, and you get these people like that at Walmart. Fuck, man, do something about it. Get up off your ass and go fucking work. Bust your ass. Give it 110% every day and shit will change. Jake, Instead of you know sitting you're talking here talking that right wing speak right uh, now, you are not, right wing I'm, because But I'm saying. not. Anyone that knows me, I'm not. I'm not either no, or. No, I know. I'm no. right down. I, I, I don't go either way. I look at everything yeah. before I make a decision and it's not based upon a party line. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that because I, I would say I'm probably in that same camp where 15 years ago I think I stood I stood 15 years ago probably what would nowadays be considered or then back then was considered very far left. That was 15 years ago. My views have not changed and I've sat in the exact same space and I've seen it like uh, somebody standing on an elevator moving or an S, uh, one of those moving trams at the uh, airport, like them just moving past you. I'm standing still and all of a sudden this whole group has moved so far in another direction that I am by just classification far right, but my views haven't changed. All right. So now that you got political and you, and you got me all fired up and you know, I'm not a political person. I hate that shit mm -hmm. both ways, but something I read, the other day, it frustrated me. Um, it was actually a local article that came out here in our area. Um, our new elect governor, Tony Evers, he's a Democrat. Um, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for either one of them. I thought they were both crooked shits. But that's here nor there. Mm. So he is trying to move forward a bill to legalize medical cannabis in the state of Wisconsin and look towards legalization for uh, recreational use as well mm -hmm. <clears throat> and right away the republicans in the state said nope we're going to block that in the senate you don't have our support and they started playing this team thing here's what pissed me off during our last election while he was elected as well they had polls uh, referendums all over the state asking the opinions of the citizens okay mm -hmm. so um, there was also a Marquette Law School poll that found that 58% of Wisconsinites believe that marijuana should be legalized and regulated like alcohol and medical and for medical use. 36% opposed, okay? So that's more than 50% that said yes. So then the referendums came around, okay? And this happened in November, and it was two cities and 16 counties. Now, whether, and there was multiple questions written, read different ways, and whether the question was about medical or recreational marijuana, no measure passed with less than 60% support, and no measure was rejected. So our state's citizens spoke and said, this is what we believe. Yet, our politicians are stopping and they're going to fight because they're on different teams. Here's my problem. 
teams instead we, of looking at the situation no, and breaking it down and like, not even looking facts. at the situation not even looking at the situation we elect politicians to be our voice and write the laws the way its citizens see it that is You're what right. they are elected for I am sick and tired of these politicians playing games with each other and not listening to the people that put them there to do a fucking job. So how much of that, though, do you think really does come out of the news portion of that? Because I, I'm a firm believer that the news is so much more entertainment than it is actually showing you what it really should be about that well, what these ends were up happening though. is... It, these were mm -hmm. multiple quotes. No, I know, but if... If the news was truly reporting like the shit that we should know, like that kind of stuff to the general public in a very broad way, instead of trying to like make the story fit, just, hey, here's what the facts are. I'm providing you with facts, not a storyline. And now the public is more aware of it. What ends up happening is, is it does kind of hold those people to a different expectation because now we're sharing with them. It, our voice can be a little bit better. We can use our voice a little bit better, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I think that we need to move our government in a different direction. We have the ability nowadays to let the people speak. And I think it's it's damn time the people start making these decisions and not these people that are fucking basing when they get elected or if they get reelected on their decisions. It, it's Amen. enough's enough, man. You you know where the change really has to start, and I, I at the local not, level. Exactly, that is exactly it. You are one hundred percent right. You need to have, and here's where the system. This is why the current system does not work. But here's a situation: everyone that, needs to vote. Here's a situation that is at our local level, though, at least for me. This is at our local level. This is our state. And the people have told our politicians what they want. And instead mm -hmm. of doing what they're requested to do by the citizens, they're going to fucking bicker in the Senate. Yes. Yes. No, we we should be waste. able to hold them to performance review. Like, hey, you know okay. what? This and year, your approval rating, because you are such a piece of shit... But see, what ends up happening is you now have so many trolls out there that you can't yeah. get a fair and unbiased opinion for that. That That's the really hard part, man. There are so many trolls out there mm -hmm. that are going to go ahead and affect that. So how do you how do you fix it? Yeah, technology has been both a curse and a gift when it comes to yeah. this kind of shit. Because you, yeah. you do get more information, but you can't necessarily trust all the information, and that's no. a big problem. No, and that's where the news comes in. The news needs to be doing a much better job of being here are the facts. We're not trying to mold the story. And I'll tell you right now, dude, if you're looking, so the story I know we were talking about a little bit off air, um, there's the Covington Cross student, the kid who mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. Indian guy like got in their face, NBC ran this whole thing, and then the actual video came out, and it shows that he wasn't the instigator. These these. El these older people, these adults, are picking on this kid. He's suing NBC right now for two hundred seventy-five million, and I—I'll tell you what—I hope he gets it. Really? I do. All right. Tell me All why. Right. Here, here's why. Because. If he gets it, the only way that he's going to get it is if all the appeals end up in the Supreme Court. Okay. The Supreme Court really guides the country. Yeah, the president and the Senate and the House, they, they are all, you know, they're all over the place trying to create the law. But in actuality, the Supreme Court in this situation would have a very clear message. Hey, he is suing NBC. NBC is showing this as news and getting people to believe that these are the true facts and all of the facts and that this storyline is correct. When in fact, it should just be giving you an unbiased opinion so that you are able to make your decision. 
If it's entertainment, that's one thing. But if you're claiming to be news, that's another. From here on out, news needs to be news. You have the ability to have error, but you better run a retraction just as big as you ran the original story so, so you that you can correct it. So you think if this kid wins, that'll set a new precedent for these news news institutions to hold themselves accountable? Yes. Because now they can be sued for their slander? Yep. I could see that being a beautiful thing. Yep. Really, really finally set a tone and a, a bar on a yep. line that can't be crossed anymore. Bring it back to, to zero. To ethics. It yeah. really comes back down to ethics. You need to be an ethical journalist and give a fair and unbiased look. I don't care what organization yeah. you're looking for. You want to run that bullshit? Then you better have all of your facts right. Because if your facts are right, your facts are right. That's why when they tell all, they have these like giant tell-all books, like this celebrity's coming out, and oh, they had sex and orgies with whoever. Mm -hmm. Those people don't so, sue the shit out of them because, hey, that actually happened. Like, if it actually happened, I have no right to say I can't, you know, yeah. unfortunately, they can't print it. Unfortunately, to the most part, ethical journalism doesn't exist anymore. And if exactly. it is, On it's not side. profitable. Yeah, it's not profitable, though. Exactly. But see, it doesn't, now, doesn't sell. Don't call it Fox News. Don't call it CNBC. Or it, don't have news in your title because you're entertainment. TMZ never claims to be news. Right. You watch TMZ and you know exactly what it is. It's fucking gossip. It is the, the television version of the Enquirer. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right, though. They never did claim to be news at all. I, I guess I never really... I don't pay attention to that stuff, though, I guess, to, for the most part. You don't, but there are a large majority of people who do not watch multiple news sources or read about the news, and they watch one thing over... Like, Dude, I had a buddy. His, his stepdad watched CNN all the time. If a news story was not on CNN, he had never heard of it. Never heard of it. That was really? the only place that went to his news. So if CNN wasn't reporting some other weird thing, even if it was a national story with every other news organization and a, you know, it was a large or really big regional thing and most of them, you know, Fox was picking it up and NBC was picking it up, CNN wouldn't, he would not know that story. Didn't read anything. He just had, and Homeboy was disabled, so he sat at home all day and he watched it all day long. That's it. That's all he watched. Ugh. So how I mean God you that's kind of be boring. Exactly. Exactly. But that was his life. Oh man, that's a sad life. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had a few other ones to get to. Uh, what else? Because yeah. I actually kind of enjoy this. We're knocking them out. I know we're just kind of ending us sometimes a little bit abruptly, but when the conversation's over, move to the next hey, topic, right? Well, here, let me just cut one off, man. I don't know if anyone out there is listening. Tonight, this uh, Corey Kluber from the Cleveland Indians, he got his arm broken by a line drive coming back off the bat. I, just I happened saw to, that. I just happened to catch this before we sat down to do this. And, man, he, he, he took the pain right away, and the ball bounced off him. He actually flicked it with his uh, glove hand to the to first base. But Dude, man, that his ball teammates had, oh. need to give him a high five. Maybe use the other hand to five uh, him. You, know, you don't want to use that one that he just broke. But well, Or give him a you, low five. Or a low five, maybe. Yeah, maybe a low five. But I give that guy credit, dude, because he still went out there and still Still tried to make a play like yeah. his teammates knew he was hurt right away and they're like damn he still went out there that dude's a badass well think about how hard a baseball is and sometimes a lot of times those balls are coming back at the pitchers about 108 miles an hour yeah that's like getting hit with a giant bullet yeah i mean that's god damn 
Poor son of a bitch. All right, sorry to get you off topic, man. Dude, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> he had that thing just like hit him so hard, and he didn't even have that cum shot flinch that chicks have, man. He just fucking took it. He's like, yeah. I'm a champ. I've been here before. Well, you know how those baseball guys are, little circle jerks. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, the icky cookie and all that shit, they're just all those jocks, kidding. man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding, dude. Why you got to be kidding about that? I'll tell you, I'll say this much, man. I'm enjoying baseball season more and more. And maybe it's because I live in a city now that has a professional baseball team. But even then, I'm not following that team. I don't give a shit. You know, I like wh- the fact that there's no flags. There's no flags. The refs and the home plate umpires, I think they have the hardest job. I mean, think about that. They're mm-hmm. trying to judge a 97-mile-an-hour ball coming, flying at them, you know, and they've got to judge whether it's, you know, above the knees, below the waist, and over the plate at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's that's insane. You know, I, I like the enjoyable part that, like in football, you really have to sit there and watch the game. But mm-hmm. baseball, it moves slow enough where you can walk around the house and do stuff and clean and watch the game at the same time. I was going to say that. And even yeah. if you went to the game and you go with a few good friends like you're gonna have a good time having a conversation like i'm gonna go to the game and have a conversation with you guys and we're gonna actually like hang out as if we were in a bar basically yeah yeah we're gonna watch a game too i go over to my buddy's house all the time we hang out in his garage just about five guys we drink beers we watch smoke cigars and we watch the baseball game it's a great time the Rangers are opening a new stadium next year. I guess it's supposed to have like a really nice domed stadium so they can finally have summertime games without it being a brutal 110 out. Oh, man. Uh, it's, that's no fun for fans, No, let alone the no. players. It's almost that same way sometimes at like a Lambeau Field or like Pittsburgh or a New England when it's freezing out. You know what, At though? a certain point, it's almost not fun. Now, here's the thing with that. At Lambeau, when it's, you know... 40 below and you have those crazy cold games you can layer on man you can go in there looking like the kid from christmas story you can layer the stuff on when it's yeah, hot sock warmers on and all that yep, stuff when it's hot you can only take so much off before the police get angry you know well maybe that's the problem maybe you know what they're body shaming me they are upset <laughs> that i am taking my clothes off at the game this is who i am you need to accept me for who i am <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I had a buddy. He uh, he posted this thing on Facebook the other day. His uh, his wife really wants a horse, and she, you know, they live in the inner city. And she said, "Is there any way that you know we could trick people into thinking this horse is a dog and just get it?" And I said, "Don't even do that. Just say it's your emotional support horse, and it'll be just fine. You can take that thing." anywhere with you i said granted you might piss a couple people off at the local applebee's but fuck them that's their problem fuck dude you know i kind of want an emo- I, I, I want an emotional support possum you just i'm gonna f- carry this giant rat on like <laughs> what's up and you i'm gonna i'm gonna instead here, here's the best part i'm gonna tell people it's just a rat that's gotten really fat and i'll have like I'll, I'll bring a giant block of cheddar like a pound of cheddar cheese and be like oh it's just it's cheese snack like it's just my mouse friend, and I'll just I'll bring like giant matzo crackers, so it's just like an oversized saltine, but like it's it's cracker, like here's cheese and crackers. Fuck you, it's just oh. double the size. Just give it a cute name like Fievel, and it'll be fine. It's your emotional exactly. support possum. shit, dude. <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny. Anyone who's listening to this probably is not gonna catch the Fievel Goes West reference, and if you if you don't, then you need to go watch that movie. That was actually that movie kind of holds up. It's a pretty good kids movie still. <laughs> I mean, it was before the days of what Pixar is now. Do you like? Let's talk. Like Pixar is a. Fa- do ever, I haven't seen a Pixar movie. I hate. You've got kids now too, so I know you've seen a oh, ton of Pixar movies. It's all we watch. Uh, Toy Story. I, I can probably recite verbatim one, two, and three. Oh wow. Uh, oh god. It's 
it's intense. But you know what? The nice thing about some of these kids' movies now is nowadays, and you'll notice it, is your daughter gets older and, and you start to watch more. They do slip in a lot of adult innuendo. Mm-hmm. So at least you can tolerate it because you, you, you can see that humor, but it's totally oblivious to the kids. Yeah. So it's that nice little added punch. Shrek was great for that. Shrek was a great movie. Shrek was good. Because Pixar puts a lot of work into the storylines, dude. So I, I give them credit. And even, I'll tell you this, s- s- most of Pixar's movies, the sequels are even good. I'm going to give a little bit of gruff to... um. Cars. I didn't think the Cars sequels were all that great, but like Toy Story ones were really good. There's a few others that I think they have some sequels of that were really good, but for the most part, they're the only like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, family or trilogy or whatever <laughs> the combination or you know what the hell is the word of it? Like the whole storyline or whatever the saga of movies. Because mm. um, I'm not a huge fan of the other like. Um, sequels it's like sweet sequels bug me i saw like i went to the movies last night saw the avengers because i had to just finish out the damn storyline but dude they could have probably done like six less marvel movies i'm gonna be real all right and then also they have another men in black coming out dude why really another men in black right well it's different people now yeah the the remake i I see i I lost i lost interest i did i just I i don't have time first of all i'm not gonna go to the fucking movies i got a family of five you know what the hell that costs a family of five to go to the fucking movies? hundred bucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. So I'll wait for that shit to come out on DVD. We'll go down the street. We'll rent it. We'll get a pizza. And, and, and we'll sit down on the couch for, for under 20. You know? Yeah, yeah and everybody still has just... And you know what? You can pause it when someone has to take a piss. You don't have to take one of the kids to the yep. bathroom in the middle of the theater and miss 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't have to worry about the kids getting loud or getting... A. It's it's difficult. So I don't even bother going to the movies. So by the time it comes around to being out on DVD or able to be rented on Netflix, I forgot about it and I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went last night and uh, my wife wanted to go to this place and try it out. They have, um, it's like, uh, it's called SMG, which all, for some reason, the only thing I could think was Smegma. And I, I know there's not an A in SMG, but I still just saw Smegma. Well, I'm big and, in acronyms like Suck Me Good. Oh, there you go. Suck me, okay. Well, this place was like something bar or movie grill, studio movie grill or some shit like that. Worst movie experience of my life. Dude, they come in, they're, they're like, you, you sit down, and they get you in there really early. There's more previews than usual, because as they sit you down, they have a whole, like, basically a w- restaurant worth of servers coming in, taking your order and bringing you drinks, and they have a full bar there, and it's a full restaurant. You sit in the movie theater seat and eat. Ugh. And, dude, the movie, like, 20 minutes into the movie, the first 20 minutes, it was just waiters coming and bringing people food, walking in front of you, like... You know the aisles of a movie theater. So when the movie's getting set up, you got that shit going on? Yeah, and you hear everyone with their fucking silverware clanking around. and I mean, at least 15 people dropped a fork at some point through the fucking movie. And the seats didn't even recline. Like, it's one of those luxury theaters because, like, that's all that they really see now. Any new movie theater, they have reclining seats and heated seats and stuff like that. Well, these ones were like an airplane seat. Like, they were big enough and wide enough, but they were about the comfort level of an airplane seat. Oh, that's brutal. I don't know if you know this. The new Avengers movie is 181 minutes long. Go sit in an airplane seat for 181 minutes. That's an L.A. to somewhere in Nebraska, somewhere uh, in Texas. Yeah, flight. when you're in an airplane seat that long, usually you have an ambient to accompany you with it. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. Like, and so I'm sitting in a movie, and I'm like, this is the worst movie experience I've ever had. I'm never coming here again. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's brutal. And how did the and, wife take it? What did she think? Oh, she said the same thing. She's like, that was fucking awful. Oh, I, I said, thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah, <laughs> she super agreed with me. She's like, I'd, I, I'm sorry I put you through that. Oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. Although I will say, man, I, it was kind of a bummer for me because when I watched, we watched we watched two movies this week. I hadn't taken the wife out to see a movie for like three months, and she loves the movies, so she got two this week. Um, we went to go see Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and we went to go see The Avengers. And I'll tell you, man, like, the, they're both pretty good movies. Uh, surprisingly, I liked them more than I thought I would. But it was I'm really sad. I'm impressed that your wife get, lets you get away with movies like that. She picks them. She loves action movies, dude. Oh, you, she, you got a score, bud. Yeah. She has seen every Fast and the Furious, and I don't even like Fast and the Furious. She's seen every single one of them. Even Tokyo <laughs> Drift. She's watched Tokyo Drift, dude. I knew I liked your wife for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> So we went to go see two movies, and uh, I, it was a bummer, man, because Stan Lee came on the screen. I was like, oh, fuck, man, he's dead. Oh, yeah. And I started thinking back, and as much as I haven't really gotten into all the Marvel movies, I loved the old Marvel cartoons, man. Mm-hmm. I love that Spider-Man cartoon. I love yep. the old X-Men. Um, you know, the old Iron Man, that old cartoon of Iron Man was my favorite cartoon when I was growing up. It was just so badass to me, that technology in the suit and flying around and mm-hmm. like crazy superhuman stuff. And he had a suit for every situation. Like, damn, dude, that, that, that dude's like awesome. And they really captured the perfect Tony Stark in the movies. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the Iron Man ones were good. Spoiler, man. I'm going to give you here. Tony Stark dies at the end of it. Anybody listening? Fuck you. Enjoy my spoiler. <laughs> Tony Stark dies. Dies. He's dead Outright at the end. dies, huh? It's yeah. over for Tony well, Stark. Well, the movie's been out for a week, so if you haven't seen it by now and you're really a fan, you're That's not your really a fan. Yeah, you're not really a fan. I'm you not really it. a fan, and I've already seen it within the first week. So if you haven't seen it, you're not a fan. Don't. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. He's dead dies tony stark dies tony got murked yeah i just want to make sure that if they're like oh i don't want to hear what happens and they skip forward a little bit they'll hear tony stark dies because even 15 (laughs) seconds later we're still talking about it i heard tony stark died (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude it's not uh, hey it's not even all that epic i'll I'll be honest he kind of goes out like a little pussy like all right really it's all emotional i'm not no i'm good i'm good this is an action movie for guys I don't want to see this pussy shit. It's like the Gillette commercial in a Marvel movie. Oh, man. That's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> see, we've talked about all that poor shaming, all that bullshit. At least we brought it back to something funny. I got a question for you, man. I Shoot, got a question, man. okay? Yeah. All right. I've been asking this question. If you listened to an episode a few weeks ago, we talked about my booth question. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a great question. And okay. I, I've had conversations about that at work. So yeah, Dude. go ahead, man. Shoot okay. So this is kind of along the same lines. And I started asking people, I had to be very careful with who I asked. I could not ask this question at work, oh, but I asked the question. Common. Yeah. If I'm giving myself a blow job, is it a homosexual act or is it just masturbation? Oh man. How the hell do you bend like that? First of all, well, you know what, dude? I, I have I have a friend in my life who has told me that, yes, at a very skinny point in their life, they were able to do it. Uh, there's the story of Marilyn Manson, which I'm, dude, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure if you're skinny enough and your dong is long enough, you can get it right in there. Now, how uh, deep you can get it into your throat is another question. <laughs> is it just the tip? I mean, for me, I, some, of, some of my best blowjobs are from a girl who works just the tip. Like, So it's doable. Um, but realistically, yeah, if you can do it, the, the crux of the question is not if it's able, oh, if you're man. able to, the crux of the question is if you were to. Okay. All right. So I guess this is the way I'm going to answer this. So 
It depends on what you're thinking while you're doing it. Okay. Because that's okay. gonna give. That's gonna tell me whether if if you're having gay thoughts, you're having gay thoughts. That's fine. I don't. I don't care. I mean, good for you. Okay, but if I'm thinking this just feels great, it's not. Or if you're th- if you're thinking like you're before thinking we really dive into it. this. Before yeah, we really dive man. into this. Yeah. Let, let's preface this. If it is gay, there's not anything wrong with that. Right. Yeah. I just yeah. want to put that out there. We're, we're not we're not oh, clowning on you for being no, gay. Not at all. But it's if if we were to go by the definition of it, if someone asked me, "Are you a homosexual or bisexual?" I'd have to think about it. Well, if I do this at home, does I am just trying to give a truthful answer to someone's question in this scenario? Go go a little bit deeper. So if I'm going to peel that onion back, if yeah. that is masturbation, then me rubbing one out is is also masturbation because if if me putting my penis in my mouth is gay then if i am touching my penis by default i'm gay so Hmm. because it it can't be one or the other it's 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 one and the same so did you pose that point to the people that answered yeah that's gay yeah and they uh, you know the the best one was still my argument for why i i struggle with giving a definitive answer and 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 the one kind of thing that pulls me back is is i feel like giving a blowjob is super intimate like it's almost sometimes. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Bert Kreischer was saying that in his special. I think he he made a joke, and I'm sorry if if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's a fucking hilarious special. Absolutely. He was talking about uh, trying to get some with his wife, like an afternoon quickie, and mm-hmm. she was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to." And he asked for a blowjob, and he's like, "I didn't realize a blowjob was a step up from sex," so he settled for a hand job. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you're right. A blowjob sometimes is a step up from sex." Is it? For some women, dude, I've dated some women that, yeah, absolutely, it was a step up. Like, oh, you want that? No, I'd much rather fuck you 17 times than give you one BJ. Interesting. Well, that's why we are exes now. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting question. So here's the thing, though. That's not something you can go around and, and, like, pull women on without getting slapped a bunch of times (laughs) and arrested. Pull women. I like to dump on time today. Good job, man. Good job. I I love puns, man. I see it. I see it. Not only I wanted to make sure everyone else that's listening saw it. Uh, yeah, I man, that's why can't you ask women though? Fuck it, I, you know what? You know, there's there's certain women in my life that I could ask. Certain friends that are women that. Uh, oh, I'm certain... asking strangers. You know, I love to ask waitresses shit. Like oh, th- those people, like poor waitresses they, they... with you. <laughs> I feel so bad for them. They don't know what the fuck they're getting into when they come over and say, "Hi, I'm Heidi. I'm going to be your server tonight." Well, you know, because I I don't start these questions right when we meet them because when I, I wait until after I order and after I've gotten my food. So yeah, they we, can't uh, throw you out then. Well, they can't spit in my food because the, I always tell them <laughs> that's really what it is because I fuck with them as soon as I sit down. I, I've done this thing, man, and I actually really enjoy it because I'm a foodie. You're a foodie. So um, I know what I like. And when I go to a restaurant, I always try what I like. So waitresses now or waiters, whoever my server is, I tell them like, hey, bring me whatever you'd have for lunch today. And they're like, well, I was like, I don't want to fucking know. I was like, I'm not going to send it back. I'm not a picky eater. I'm not one of these assholes that like, I have to have macaroni and cheese and you've brought me linguine and cheese. I have to have mac and cheese because I know somebody like that. I'm not that asshole. Oh yeah. When they order mac and cheese, if it's anything other than a macaroni noodle, they're like, no, fucking send that shit back. That is not what I ordered. Well, when you do that to a waitress or a waiter in an establishment, you're assuming that they eat there as well. So they're going to know... This is this is the best dish on the menu. This is what I would eat. So this is what I'm. This is what you're going to get from them. However, 
I've had the flip experience of waitresses that get pissed and like, oh, God, and they roll their eyes, and then you know, oh, fuck, I'm going to get the liver and onion somehow. Oh, I've never had that happen you, yet, man. Oh, I've had that happen a few times where it, it irritates waitresses, and it's like, oh, well, shit, my, you know, my thought on this is is the first one, you know, but they, they get, it irritates them, like, oh, now I have to pick for this asshole. Well, then they should lighten the fuck up. I agree. I agree, because I, I see it that way. If if I was, you know, and I do it the same way at my job now. When somebody asks my opinion, hey, what would you, you know, what what heating system would you put in your house? Why well, We sell three different brands, and I, I have a particular one that I like and that I put in my home, so I give them my opinion. And I don't think that would be any different than me working at a restaurant and saying, you know, I really like the porterhouse, you know, seared in bacon fat with Brussels sprouts. That sounds good. Oh, they're fucking delicious. That sounds really good. All right, dude. Here, I'm gonna. This is a totally food question. Are you ready? Because I, I also here's one of my thoughts. These are the things that keep me up at night. I love mustard. Okay. All I'm kinds of mustard. I love all kinds of mustard. Okay. And I have probably six different mustards in my refrigerator. Okay. Because certain mustards go perfectly with certain foods. Absolutely. So I've broken them down like Dijon's great in chicken salads like any kind of like mayo based salad that you want to bring a little tang to mm. Dijon goes great in there mm-hmm. goes great on a turkey sandwich okay okay so that's what I use Dijon for I have like a uh, a coarse grind uh, mustard and that goes great on a bratwurst with some sauerkraut like it needs to be a little <laughs> spicy really coarse grind all that kind of stuff and it has a little bit of texture to it brings it in yellow French's mustard best on a shitty hot dog yeah oh yeah absolutely and a chili dog or oh ooh, oh yeah, little mustard. Oh, dude, you throw mustard on there, a little bit of chili, and then some cut up onions. That mustard just gives it a little bit of a bite on the back side of that chili. Wow, yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't know if the listeners can hear this, so I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm hoping that my internet does not go out here. But if you uh, if you listen carefully, you might actually hear it raining outside because I can really hear it coming through my headphones right now. So I am quite sorry. Uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully we'll stay on, but we'll record for as long as we can. One of those big Tejas storms, huh? Man, it, it's crazy. I know uh, it, it, we're lucky that it's just about an hour and a half to an hour north of us the big storms go through, but uh, they had some tornadoes up there last night, and they've got tornado warnings all over again tonight, and there's some crazy storms going on, man. Any kind of damage from last night's storms? Uh, you know what? I I didn't have enough time to watch the news to see really what it was. It's a it's a lot more rural up there because we're it's like an hour north, so it's it's between Oklahoma and us and whatnot. So it just depends where you're at. Man, well, hopefully everybody's okay and everybody made it up pretty unscathed. You know, dude, I I was watching the shit on my weather bug app that uh, I was watching like it was in like Crimea and they had tornado and I, I don't know why, but I felt so dumb. I was like, oh, they have tornadoes other places in the world. No shit. Why would America be the only place that has tornadoes? God, you're fucking stupid, Josh. Uh, weather happens everywhere. <laughs> like, you hear about tornadoes, so I, I had to dig a little bit deeper. There really was an answer to it, because I was like, why Why wouldn't there be tornadoes? But how come you don't hear about like Tornado Alley in Russia, like, oh, Siberian Tornado Alley? Which we don't they... get their local news. Well, no. The, the America planes, because of how they're situated... With the the Gulf of Mexico so close right there and so mm-hmm. much water, it creates a much more volatile atmosphere than anywhere else in the world. So the storms and tornadoes here are much more prevalent, more frequent, and more dramatic than other places. So you're saying there's no other places that have tornadoes like Tornado Alley here in the United States? No. How is that? I mean, there's ocean all over the world. 
There is, but you have to think about it. It has to be the okay. right, you have to have the right landmass north to where that cold air is going to come mm. down, and you have to have mm-hmm. the right size and portion of landmass with warm water coming up at the right places. And so because of how the oceans are, that ocean current comes through, the warm, 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 moist air in the Gulf of Mexico are always right there, and then you have those huge fronts that just have so much space to so come down like over land. It's just the perfect spot. Exactly. The right mix. Exactly. Like, interesting. Ah, that's, that's really interesting. That does make a lot of sense, though, because whenever you're seeing them, like right now, dude, if you look around, there's a storm, and it's uh, not even kidding. I mean, it starts in, like, New Mexico and goes to Michigan, and it's just a line of crazy red storms of tornadoes and stuff just pushing across the country. That's funny. We're in that same band, and we've had shitty weather all week, all rain. Yeah, dude, and it's the, it's, it's the same storm that started here three days ago. I'm sorry, man. I just find the planet so interesting. I, I find it so interesting that how how it's it's so alive. It's it's, it it's just neat. I do. I keep thinking about because we didn't delve into it deep enough on an episode a few weeks ago with Mo, where you mm-hmm. were talking about the universe and us being the first civilization and that theory on it. And do I have been that the mustard and the can i suck my own dick thing has been like just in my head nonstop <laughs> for the last week and i'm sure the people who talk to me are like what the fuck's wrong with that guy um <laughs> when we're looking at it, like you said you know what happens if we are the first civilization mm-hmm. and we're populating or we're preparing to populate the rest of the galaxy universe and everything mm-hmm. else and i started thinking you know kind of like the borg i guess the borg were kind of like that they, they assimilated and moved through and, and well, continued to have you know technologies but here's it's, the thing, it's a really man. interesting theory i i don't even look at us like the borg all right i almost to me when i when i look at space it almost looks like it almost, i almost feel like i look through a microscope and what i mean by that is you look through a mi- microscope and you see cells Right, mm-hmm. so I look out into space and I think, well, why? You know, the way we treat this planet, we're like cancer on a cell. We're mm-hmm. eating this planet alive, and we're going to destroy it eventually. But as we do that, we're also going to move throughout this universe. We're finally, we're at some point, we're going to hit a technological point where we're going to leave, and we're going to start to populate the galaxy. And we're going to land on other planets, and we're going to eat them up like cancer on a cell as well. Yep. So then... Man, if you you think about it, I'm sorry to say, but we already have, with our technology, left the solar system. Like, real... I mean, we are... Right. Yeah. You're right. Far away away. Right. But we haven't traveled yet. We haven't been able to, you know, propagate. So, I, I... In the... I'm, I like to think about weird theories, right? Mm-hmm. So another one is, who's to say that we're not living inside of something? We don't, mm-hmm. you just, there's so many different things that it could be. We just don't know because we're, oh, we could You know be, what? We you just be, said something. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump back to it. Yeah, yeah. You said we haven't propagated yet. And I was just thinking back to that story <clears throat> that we were talking about the other week with Monir mm-hmm. when we were talking about staying in bed for 18 months. Yeah. Dude, that that's them preparing to put people in space to go to Mars. They want they're starting to do studies right on people's no, a, bodies when they're mm-hmm. laying in a per, in a prone state like that. That's exactly what those studies are for. If they are starting to do legitimate studies, large scale public studies like that, mm-hmm. they are closer than we know to getting to Mars. I don't think it's just Mars. I think that's just the beginning. Oh, it it's is. Just, it's it just is just the beginning. 
but it'll be you know it's it's sad that we're only alive for so long in this lifetime because I, it'd be so interesting to see what a thousand years from now would be like it'd be so interesting to see the progression as it goes yeah i think that's to me that's one of the biggest fears about dying it's because i want to know i want to see the civilization i want to see what happens it's so Do you interesting want to hear my to stupid stoner thought of what i always thought of what uh, what happened to you after you die no, absolutely. I, anything's neat because we don't know. So no. any theory is possible. I That's guess this the beautiful is beautiful thing. This would be the greatest okay. thing in the world, and it probably is not. Because uh, <clears throat> there's a higher likelihood than anything else that when you die, you're dead. But yeah. there's also a lot of likelihoods that there's other stuff out there. Anyway, yeah, I always thought that it, when you died, or hoped I should say that when you died, that you turned into basically thought energy, and that you could travel the universe at the speed of thought. And to me, the speed of thought would be faster than the speed of light. Like, I think I want to be here and you're there. And you'd be able to travel all over the place and see and answer all those questions. But if you don't know where there is, how would you think to be there if you don't know where Because if you could look up and be like, is. I want to see what it's like to be on a planet on that star. And you just travel to that planet on that star. Like, you're you, almost as if it's, because you're just energy and thought. You can be anywhere all at once. Well, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, there, there's nothing stopping you because it's just a thought. Well, why couldn't that be a possibility? I, I mean, hey, that might be what heaven is. Hey, I want to be in this place that is perfect and euphoric and utopic, and I want we to. We don't. Be there. We don't know what consciousness is. We don't understand it. Why? No. Why couldn't? Why couldn't consciousness be energy? Do you ever watch that show Black Mirror? <clears throat> no, never seen it. There's an episode, and it's it's super awesome. It has John Hamm in it, where it's it's just a mind bender. Like he's sitting with this guy in a cabin, and really this guy is in like this weird purgatory inside of a computer, and they can make time seem like it's cr like I'm gonna crank it way up, and one second of my time feels like five years to you, and it's his punishment for murdering someone at the end. So kind of a twist ending. Oh. Why couldn't that be something that happens in your brain? Like when you die, your brain shuts down, and your consciousness becomes part of that. And as you decompose into the earth, your consciousness becomes part of the earth, which is a global consciousness. You know, it's interesting. I've thought about that myself because everything that we are, everything that we are is this planet. Every nutrient that your parents took in to create you came from this planet. Everything that you've consumed to become who you are mm -hmm. came from this planet. You are the water. You are the carbon. So why aren't you the planet? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you, you are. I mean, every, every, every part of you has come from a, a, a dying star. So, mm -hmm. I mean, every all of our matters, all of our material, all that kind of stuff comes from a dying star. So we've been created from somewhere. So you're absolutely right. Right. Hey, uh, I hate yeah. to do this. I'm actually going to cut you short because we were just issued a tornado warning. Oh, uh, hey, so, man. Uh, we actually have a big part of the storm coming up to us, and we are just at about that time. So, hey, everybody, yeah. I appreciate you tuning in to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. I hate to cut it short, but uh, we're going to probably take that one a little seriously after seeing what's coming our way. Yep. And then um, we will be back next week with another episode. I believe I'm actually going to be on somebody else's podcast next week, so I will get you details on that so you can find us there. Uh, and we're going to have them on as guests here shortly you can follow us on twitter at tod podcast also subscribe to the show through itunes google podcast stitcher or uh, Podbean. so wherever you find your podcasts will be available we'll also be going live on spotify this week as well all right everybody thank you again and we will see you soon
Bones.